The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us with the custody queens, yeah, you can count on us with the custody queens. All right, everyone, happy Saturday. We are back. I'm Sam McBride. I'm here with my favorite blonza, Kristen Holstrom and Tiffany. We are really excited to kind of get going with today's episode. We're going to talk about a lot, but I think it would be a great way to kind of jump back into things with a week in review. So what a week in review is for anyone that doesn't know, it's where Kristen and I and any lovely guests that we have go through our highs and lows of the week. So I'm going to put Tiffany in the hot spot immediately because that's what we do to our guests. Um, in, in case you guys want to come on the show, just know that we will put you on the spot. Um, so Tiff, how was your week? It was really good. Um, I had the weekend off from the kids. Uh, they, they were with the dad this weekend. So I actually had my girlfriends come over on Saturday night and we had Mexican food and just they, it was the first time they got to see my apartment, my new place. So we just had a girl's night. Awesome. Just, says, just talked about life and everything. So it was awesome. awesome. So you had a great week. It was amazing. Love, All right. Love Kristen. my love my girls nights. They're few and far between. But, <laughs> you know, I do love them. Well, I'll start with my low. Because, you know, we all know that I'm a huge Green Bay Packer fan. And after a awesome season and many highs throughout this uh, 2021 season, we were defeated by the 49ers. So, you know, that was my low this uh, this last couple weeks. And, you know, my husband is such a passionate and loyal fan that he <laughs> he was grieving for a very significant period of time after. And I, you know, I think I, when I left the house this morning, I said, I have three kids. I don't need a fourth. I need you to pull, you, <laughs> I need you to pull yourself up and keep going. So uh, that was my low. Well, and you know, I, I know that uh, uh, Kristen really knows me too well at this point because anyone that knows me, I did play soccer, but I'm not a huge sports person. I know there's probably a bunch of people out there attacking me, but Kristen knows me so well that she was texting me and then followed up to tell me that the Green Bay Packers lost because she knew <laughs> that I wasn't watching and she was right. You know, and I love being a Packer fan and to be a sports fan, you got to be in for the wins and you got to be there for the losses. And, you know, it's not just all fun and games. And I always remind my husband, imagine how the players on the team felt uh, having such a good, good season. But this is kind of just a little tip for everyone out there listening is, you know, life is not about just showing up for one day. It's the journey. It's the process. But when you do have something big, you got to rise up to the occasion and you have to show up. Very true. So, Sam, what? Give us either a high or a low. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that my low this week. I don't know if anyone else uh, ever feels this way, but if you start losing sleep, and I, I'm probably again offending every mom out there that's used to regularly going without sleep, but like. You know when you lose one day of sleep and then you can't actually sleep after that and so it just starts dwindling down and then you're like a zombie? That was kind of how my week was. The high was I got to catch up on a little bit of sleep, but 
Um, yeah, my my week was basically deduced to whether I'm sleeping or or being a zombie. Yeah, no, it's uh, sleep deprivation is real, and anyone who deals with insomnia like myself uh, added with being an attorney and having kids it sleep deprivation is real and it, it gets to a point where it messes with your mental state and then you start feeling like you're a little bit crazy and you know at that point you got to take care of your body and you got to get some rest but I, I think that I have learned to function for at least Too the well. last eight years of about four hours Too of well. sleep. I have to admit, I always feel a little guilty complaining to you. <laughs> yeah, she'll, <laughs> she'll tell me how tired she is, and I try not to roll my eyes. because <laughs> She goes, well, she does, okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, man, I have no room to talk right now. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, Tiffany, tell us your low. My low. Um, You know, I have to say, I don't really think too much about the lows. I really, I really feel very grateful for my life. Um, but I would say probably the low would also be that I didn't have my kids this weekend. So um, doing that split time, I'm, I'm a single mom. So having to split the time with my children, not having them around, like they're literally my life. So that is part of my lows. Sure. I do miss them, but it always is nice too to have my own time, get with my girls or see, you know, people that I care about and do things that I enjoy for the most part. So, yeah. And Tiffany is probably one of the most positive people I know. She walks into work every single day with a smile on her face. She always looks very well put together. And it, for as long as she's worked for me, I don't know that I've ever really seen her in a bad mood. <laughs> she's not. It, she's actually in <laughs> such a good mood that if I'm in a bad mood, because I'm moody and everyone no knows. No way. <laughs> everyone knows I'm a moody girl. Um, so if I'm in a mood, I won't make eye contact with Tiffany because <laughs> I don't want to smile. I'll be like, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> she's so happy that I'll just avoid eye contact and like close my office because we work very close to one another. <laughs> But on a side note, when these two are both in a really good mood and they are laughing, they can make, you can hear it from anywhere in our 13,000 square foot office building. Yes. They both cackle and they are so loud, but it's almost like inviting to join in the laughter. But I, I laugh at them because the two of them together is pretty funny. Well, so. yeah, I actually, I have to tease Tiffany a little bit and it's just, it's because of who I am. Um, I'm so loud and everyone has always kind of dealt with me being loud. And then Tiffany started working for us and I was finding myself being like, oh my gosh, this girl is loud. <laughs> but it's like the loudest person in the office saying someone else is loud is just ridiculous. Um, and I think that there was like a couple of people in the office that are like, we just can't work around <laughs> Tiffany and Sam because they're too loud. So they've like put us in a corner <laughs> together where we can just exist and be our loud selves. So I love it. I do too. I don't mind at uh, all. I, you know, it brightens my mood sometimes <laughs> when, I, when I'm in a foul mood and I hear one of you do your cackle over there because Sam's is really loud. So, <laughs> All right, Sam, do you have a, a high? A high um, of this week, I think being here, you know, I, it's it's always good to be here. You know, sometimes it's it's hard to get up or, you know, get through or push through a week or a day. But, you know, and and this show, it takes a lot out of, you know, Kristen and I. But it's also one of the most rewarding things that we do and that our team does with us. And so it always makes me feel grateful to be here and it puts a smile on my face. I, I agree with you, and it's fun to be back with everybody, and we have so many new topics to discuss this year. We just have 
you know, we have a whole year of content too that we we get to share with you guys. But it's fun to be back in this new year and we could not be more excited to continue this journey with you guys. And uh, I actually had a couple highs and I won't get into them, but I feel like this last week was kind of like pulling myself a little bit out of the rut that I've been in. You know, you have the holidays, which are equally fun and equally stressful. Uh, and then we actually took a vacation that we weren't able to do last year with my my family, which was some much needed time. Got to spend some time with my niece, my sister, my mom, my dad. So this last week was kind of getting things back to normal for myself. I was back in court, you know, litigating with a mask, but you, you gotta make do. But I'm happy to be back here and I'm happy to be with my partner in crime. So it's it's a good start. Absolutely. All right, so let's jump into it. Tiffany, you wanna tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, so um, my name is Tiffany and I am a single mom. I have two kids, they're 15 and 12. Um, once the, my 15 year old's a sophomore in high school, my 12 year old's a seventh grader. Um, and so they keep me really busy. I've been working with the Custody Queens for, uh, gosh, almost a year. I think I started in April of last year and um, I, I love what I do. I kind of fell into family law a little bit. Uh, my brother-in-law is a family law attorney. Her brother-in-law, for everybody listening, is Jeremy Rourke, who is one of our Custody Queen attorneys. And he's actually done a couple episodes with us as well. So just wanted to point that out. Yeah, so he kind of previously, like he had just kind of said, I need a secretary, can you come on? I was a stay-at-home mom for eight years. you know. Um, so uh, when I needed to go back to work, he's like, do you need a job? I need an administrative assistant. And I said, sure, sign me up. So I got thrown in to family law and I just, I love I don't know, I fell in love with it. Um, I keep busy by writing and reading and hanging out with my family and my friends and um, taking care of my kids and living my life. And um, yeah, that's about me in a nutshell. <laughs> so for also for everyone listening, uh, when you call in and you call 1-800-419-7772 or you fill out a contact us form on our Custody Queens website or Custody Queens on air, you can reach us through all three of those platforms. But when you call in, we have an intake team that takes some, takes some general information for us, the attorneys. For instance, where do you live? What is the opposing party's name? You know, what are the issues kind of surface level so that, that they can gather that information for us the attorneys and we can have a meaningful conversation sometimes there's big issues that that one of us may need to research in advance you know if there's a business or if there is you know a big concern on the other side we like to do our social media kind of search before we take the call and we like to do our homework but tiffany is one of those senior intake specialists that when you call that you you may get so if you get tiffany you are very lucky uh, everyone on our team is incredibly empathetic and supportive and they've all been with Sam and I for several years now but Tiffany is just she's one of those people that when you meet them you want to know more and you want to have that person in your corner and the intake team deals with a lot of people that are kind of having their worst day when they call us and so it's really important to have someone that that can understand the situation, the emotional toll that a family law case can take. And then the non-legal stuff, just like, you know, how do I get my stuff out of the house? How is logistically, we? how are we going to exchange the kids? So everyone on our intake team has been handpicked by Sam or myself and trained to be able to guide you through that process. Yeah, and I really couldn't have said that better 
myself. And I would just add, you know, Tiffany, when she came to the office, Kristen and I are always looking for people that, you know, they really buy into what we're trying to do, which is help people. And Tiffany really exudes that. Um, it's so emotional and people don't realize that even just the first telephone call to an attorney, to a family friend, to let them know what's going on in their life can be really, really scary. And we want to help try to mitigate that fear, right? We want to make sure that we can provide quick communication and help because family law issues don't happen. Like no one really plans for them to happen. Your life is going by, you have bills to pay, you have things to do, and then stuff happens out of nowhere. And where do you turn? So I do want to give Tiffany that really good compliment because I, you sit very closely to me and we work very closely together. And so I do, I hear how empathetic you are and it's, it's really powerful. So Tiffany, kind of guide our listeners, if they were to call in, you know, how do, what does that process look like for anyone listening right now? And if you're going through a family law issue, you're thinking about divorce, things haven't been going well, you know, the first step is making contact. And again, you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. But once someone makes that call, Tiffany, where does it go from there? So I try to get as much information as possible, basically a little bit of background on someone's situation because every family law case is so different. I don't care if it's a divorce, custody. You mean it's not like my friend's neighbors? Exactly. <laughs> you can't Google it. It's not going to be something. It's not going to look. It's not a one size fits, fits all. So I definitely make sure I give me some background. That's usually what I say. Okay, I understand you're calling regarding a divorce. You're calling regarding custody issues. Maybe it's a post judgment or whatever may be happening. So I say, give me a little bit of background. Is there a hearing on calendar? Is there um, anything that you need me to know? Is there domestic violence involved? Is there um, how old are your children? Um, so that way I get an idea if, if it's high conflict and the children are older or if they're younger, you know, um, I can get a sense of where the co our conversation is going to kind of go so I can get the right information for the attorneys if they want to go for next the next step is to actually have an attorney to help them because sometimes cases are really simple it's like you just need to talk to the other parent or you just need to kind of you can figure it out but um i really try to get as much information as possible so as much background as possible from that person because you're right like you say it's extremely emotional and the number one thing i hear from most of the potential clients that call in, they go, I don't know what to do. I don't even know, am I allowed to get my stuff out? Am I allowed to leave the house? Right. Am I allowed to take my children to my mom's house? You know, like just common sense things. Where do that, I start? Where do I start? And if they think once like divorce happens or issues happen or someone files something at the court, they think everything just goes out the window. They can't do anything. They're like stuck. And I'm like, you're not stuck. I was like, but there is a there is a procedure and there's steps that you need to go through and this is kind of you know the non legal way that you can do it and then let the attorney advise you, you know how what's the next best step for you. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at one eight hundred four one nine seven 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 two. That's 1-800-419-7772. Another thing we do at Custody Queens, which I'm, I'm so grateful for the team that Sam and I have built and trained, is that when our intake team takes this initial information, and you guys would be amazed at how much 
of a picture I can create in my head just off the answers to 10 questions. You know, uh, what is the personality trait of the other parent? You know, how far uh, is the distance between the two parents? Are you still living in the same house? Just that gives me an idea based on how long I've been practicing law of, of what type of cases is going to be and who is the right fit for this case. And not just the case, who is the right personality trait for the person calling? Because we are not one size fits all attorneys, just like your case is not a one size fits all case. Yeah, and I, I completely agree. And I think that something people forget is that attorneys are, are limited by the advice they can give you based on the information we're provided. And so, you know, we're trained and we know what questions to ask to elicit the information so that we can gather it, create a case plan to move your case forward. But, you know, we need to know everything. We kind of need to instantly be your best friend. We have to know the good, bad and the ugly right off the bat so that we can you know, kind of figure out where to go from there. So I would encourage anyone that wants a consult or wants to call in and has some questions, even if you're not necessarily ready to start any process yet, to call in and ask those questions and give us more, like, let us stop you. Let us say, we have enough information because sometimes, and, and Kristen and I always talk about this, people talk to their neighbor, their friend, and, and those can be great emotional backbones for you to help you get through a time. But, you know, if you may be, accidentally forgetting a crucial fact that would make your case totally different from that other person's experience. And so we want to hear all that so that we can help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you, the last thing you ever want to do to your attorney is just drop a bombshell, you know, as you're walking up to the table where you sit for the judge to make orders like, oh, by the way, I did this last night, which may be harmful to your case. Right. Uh, you know, if you have skeletons, as they say, or you have, you know, concerns you need to get it out and get it out right in the open so that way we can effectively represent you and if we don't know something then we can't protect you from it either so you know full transparency that's the way that I litigate and I think that's the way Sam litigates yeah. but I can tell you there's been a handful of times over the last decade that I've you know been walking up to the table with my client and I get a you know a hand squeeze and then oh by the way this happened last year and obviously that would be very harmful to my client's case so it's kind of like well I wish I would have known that uh, so that I could have better prepared for that to come up in court and that's such a great point it's not just because we want to know necessarily what you've done wrong we want to know the exposure so that we can evaluate all of your options because family law cases often go on for a really long time, especially if you have children involved. You can have a case that's going on for 10 years, 15 years, or the entirety of your child's life, unfortunately. Um, but if we know that information, then we can say, maybe you want to come to this sort of a settlement because here's your exposure there. Or maybe you need to adjust your behavior and start acting like this moving forward so that you don't have to worry about it and, and take these steps. Yeah, and that, that it's just so important. You know, it, it, whenever someone's asking for the other party to have a no drinking order or, you know, they want a drug test, you better make sure your hands are clean uh, going into that argument because that's the first thing that the court will usually order is, okay, I'm going to apply this to both parents. So if, and that's just the things that we need to know as an attorney 
just so that we can zealously and effectively represent you. But a, a lot of a lot of things kind of are reactionary in family law. So if one parent goes in to modify custody to get more time, usually there's going to be a simultaneous modification of support. So that's where it's important to call the intake team, get the information to us, allow us as attorneys to do our own quick background, run some numbers, and then we can have a consult with you and assess all of the issues that are before you. But Tiffany, while we're here, (laughs) uh, you know, Sam and I want to pick Tiffany's brain about co-parenting because, you know, as as a mom... And I always tell people that I'm in what I believe to be a healthy functioning marriage. You know, obviously there's good days and there's bad days, but even in my situation, co-parenting is hard. Mm-hmm. My husband and I don't always agree on everything or, or you know, how we should address an issue with each child. He's a little bit more laid back than I am. Shocking, I know. <laughs> uh, but even in a healthy relationship, co-parenting is hard. Mm-hmm. So I want you to, Tell our listeners, you know, what are things you've learned on this journey being a single mom? What are things that looking back you probably could have done differently? Hmm. Probably the biggest thing, well, well, going through my divorce was, it, it was something that I didn't want. And so I had to kind of um, decide that I was, what I wanted in terms of parenting, period, how I wanted to um, establish my home when I had the kids most of the time. And in the beginning, my ex-husband didn't have really any time with the kids and that was by choice. He chose not to um, for whatever reason. So co-parenting was difficult in, in that there wasn't really a co-parenting relationship. So I had to kind of force conversations, force a relationship essentially with him in order to make sure that my kids had time with dad because I wasn't going to try and keep the kids away from it. I, that was one thing I was going to make sure of that I was going to do everything in my power whether he chose to or not was to make sure that my kids had a relationship with their dad because they love their dad and I know he loved his kids he just had some stuff that he had to go through and had to deal with. We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrup and I'm Sam McBride and we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. I do applaud you and your ex-husband for getting to the place that you're in, but I even more applaud you for making sure that even with everything dad had going on in his in you know in his own personal life that you still insisted on fostering and nurturing that relationship and just to add to that i i really agree with that because you know everyone goes through a, a different experience when they're going through a custody issue or a divorce issue but when you have a co-parenting relationship and it's broken down sometimes it can be broken down from both parties sometimes one party but i think what you just said there was so great because what you basically said is i'm focused on the goal and the goal is for my children to have a relationship with dad and so it sounds like at least on the front end of your co-parenting relationship you maybe had to carry more of that storm than he did right and so you maybe had to put yourself out there when he wasn't and you know co-parenting is not fair 
Right. There's not all, and, and Kristen's a big advocate on it's not about fairness. And it's true, it couldn't be more true. Like It's not about whether you have to provide the health information or you have to make the effort to see if they want to see your children. Like, And so if, if two parents get paralyzed in the idea of, well, they don't do it, so I won't, then you can't have a co-parenting relationship and it can't improve. So I, I think that's excellent. And, and I see that a lot of times the most successful co-parenting relationships start getting better because one parent says, it's fine. If this is where it's broken down, this is what I'm going to do on my side to make it better for our children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're looking for fairness, family law is the wrong court to be looking for it. Okay. The mm-hmm. best agreement when I'm trying to give my client the facts and the options on how to resolve an issue. Do we go to court? Do we come to a settlement agreement? Uh, you know, and I, I really do try for the settlement agreements where it is appropriate and um, in the best interest of my client. But a good agreement is when neither party is really happy with the agreement. Okay. <laughs> Cause that's what settling is. Right, right. And family law is not about fairness. It's not, we we've been saying this for the last, you know, year and a half is that it's about the best interest of the kids. So when you are able to put the emotions of the relationship aside, and it sounds like you were able to do that fairly quickly. For the most part, yes. I had to like not take things so personal. And it wasn't about me. I had to tell myself multiple times, it's not about me, it's not about him. Like we need to just figure out what's best for the kids. You know, because in the beginning, my son really struggled emotionally with his family not being together. You know, I mean, that's for any kid that's just, I mean, we we think as adults it's traumatic. It's equally traumatic for children. Right. It's a huge change. And so right. I, for me, it was, ultimately important that whatever it took I was going to make sure that the kids had time with dad whether it was one weekend or one day I didn't care at least we could build up from there but if you know that was really important to me well uh, Sam and I really applaud you for being such a prime example of where you can be at the end of your marriage remember divorce is not it's not a bad thing it's just an evolution of the next stage of your life and I'm really proud of you in your journey through this divorce and co-parenting and Sam and I are super happy to have you on our team you have been such a breath of fresh air to our office so maybe your marriage didn't go as planned or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with or could it just be baby mama drama well no matter what the situation is we can have We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. Before we wrap it up, Tiffany, I just want to say, was there one moment last year that you were kind of like, WTF? Probably. (laughs) I mean, one doesn't come to mind necessarily, but... I think just the whole, I think the whole just like pandemic thing was just kind of like, what the heck? Like I just, I, you know, for a while I wasn't working. I was at home with the kids. I was like, and then they were home all the time. And I tried homeschooling for one year and I liked it, but I was like, this is not for me. And my kids need to be gone. I need a routine. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, yes, I'm sure. Nothing comes to mind, but for sure it was an interesting year last year. Oh, it it was beyond interesting. (laughs) Uh, For anyone watching the uh, Paris Hilton Peacock uh, show, I think it's called Paris and Love. Her word, her expression for anything that's kind of out of control or ridiculous is beyond. (laughs) So now that's my new thing. Like, oh, 2021 was beyond bad. (laughs) But yeah, I kind of look at the whole year as a whole and go... 
I don't know there's any other word other than three letters. WTF. Yeah. yeah. So, Sam, did you have a quick moment that was like... Um, I think it was just that somehow 2020 and 2021 turned into a single year for me. Yeah. I have no idea that yeah. we this was twice around. So <laughs> that was, I guess, that. But yeah. yeah, the only reason I know how long that the pandemic has been going on for is because I had a baby in the middle of the actual first initial three week lockdown. So I I do, I think I know how old my baby is right now, but he's somewhere around 20 months, so give or take. But yeah, I, I think that if I could wrap up last year, it was when I put a charcoal toothpaste face mask on instead of my actual charcoal face mask. So I put the mask on and, you know, all of a sudden my eyes start burning. And I think I actually sent a video to Sam and some of our producers and my whole face started tingling. My eyes were watering and I was like, I go back to look at the tube. And of course, they're both identical black tubes that both say charcoal to start. And I realized I had put toothpaste, charcoal toothpaste all over my entire face. And by the way, the most important part of that story is that she left the mask on. Oh, I did. I left it on for a good 12 minutes. Felt very refreshed after. But you know what? That is a perfect kind of ending to my year. So and and this short, short segment has gone by way too fast. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for joining us. I'm sure we'll have you again. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Kristen and I absolutely love to do this. Make sure you guys tune in every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Go Country 105. And you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That is 1-800-419-7772. And you can catch this episode on video as well as all of our past episodes on custodyqueensonair.com. And don't forget to check out our Instagram. We have a lot of fun stuff and giveaways coming up. And we will see you next week. And remember, let let love rule. rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between You can count on us, we're the custody queens Yeah, you can count on us, we're the custody queens The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional, legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.